Welcome to the Boiler Basketball Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis. Over there is Jeff Julek. We're going to spend the whole hour talking Boilermaker hoops and Big Ten basketball. And um, look, people people are saying this, Jeff. Uh, fans of the show are saying this, calling me a genius. Well, you because are, three so weeks sure, ago, you know. I told you how this, I knew the script. I told you the trophy was going to be in Mackey on Saturday night. Against IU, they scripted this. This is how they want it to go. National television, here we go. And, and thanks to the Illini, the table has been set. Uh, they're gonna l- listen in like forty years. They're gonna do like a, one of those Nostradamus history uh, channel things yeah. on uh-huh. me, and that's gotcha. gonna go right back to all this stuff. People just think I'm some guy, but no, I actually know what I'm talking about here. Well, you know, you were on Northwestern's bandwagon. Starting oh yeah, before Thanksgiving, forget about that so, one. I, mean, I was laughed at for that one. I mean, you've been Not on fire you. this year. I know. So. I, I need my flowers. Give me, give me my flowers. If today. I could just get you to do a little bit better in media mania, then you know, like I'm last doing year. great in media mania. Yeah, I'm like third. Yeah, you won like five in a row last year. You haven't put that performance together. Well, yet this year. sometimes people don't just do what they're supposed to do. What do you want me to do? It's been rough with the officials here. Uh, good show for you today. Here we'll talk to Alan Carpick in just a little bit. But uh, everything changed as you woke up this morning here because uh, Northwestern did uh, manage to lose that game last night at Illinois. The Illini come back and do us a massive favor. So now it's just uh, it it's comes down to Saturday. You know, Purdue wins, they get at least a share of the title. Uh, if Purdue were to win on Saturday. For them to claim the outright title, Northwestern would just have to lose one more game, or Purdue would just have to win their last two games, which... One of the last two. One of the last two games, yeah, exactly. And uh, you still have a trip to Wisconsin to take. Uh, You do have those Illini coming in here, so it's it's not not the biggest cakewalk in the world, but it ain't bad for you. In terms of claiming twenty five, yeah, I, I imagine about two thirty Sunday afternoon the, the Boilers will have the outright uh, title because uh, at twelve thirty on Sunday uh, Northwestern heads to Maryland, and I just can't see Northwestern going into Maryland and beating a team who's undefeated in the conference. So, you know, the Boilers have everything to play for Saturday night. Undefeated at home in the conference. Yeah, exactly, at home in the conference. But they got everything to play for Saturday night. So, you know, and you know they're going to be thinking about that game. Down in Bloomington, where you know the Boilermakers shot fifty-one percent from the field, shot over thirty-five percent from three-point, um, and out-rebounded IU thirty-eight to twenty-two, and lost the game because they had sixteen turnovers. So you know, I, it's just a different atmosphere, and this place is going to be rocking. I think it's going to be the loudest Mackey you've, anybody's ever seen. And you know, I'm scared. It, I'm scared. You should be. I, I mean, think, you I, may small have children, It should be like the five hundred, where like there's kids outside uh-huh. with like ear uh-huh. earplugs yeah. selling them for like a couple of bucks a bag. And you may have to, you know, it may be so loud your windows may be cracking at the uh, at the Jesselitis household uh, there Saturday night. Got expensive but, uh, windows, don't do that. Uh, you, you got new ones too. So anyway, but um, yeah, you know, th- this is going to be a special night for everybody, and we're just so much looking forward to this game. And uh, I just can't wait till uh, seven thirty Saturday night. And let's face it, this is a different IU team on the road than it is at home. That's a great point. Uh, lost that Michigan State game by 15, threw in the towel five minutes left in that thing, so they, they lose there. Uh, they lost that game at Northwestern, 64-62, to hard fought. Lost at Maryland here, 65-55. Uh, to I left out the Michigan game where Michigan pooped the bed, so to speak. They, yeah. they screwed that one up. They had to escape Minnesota. That was a hurry-up, get-the-buses-going-we're-out-of-here type win. Um, 
You know, they had the nice win at Illinois. That that was great. That they performed well in that Illinois game, but, which was like well Illinois, over a month ago. It was the Illinois team that played the first half of Northwestern game last night. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, they they stunk it up at Penn State. They lost that one by nearly twenty. They stunk it up at Iowa. They stunk it up at Kansas. I mean, they just don't. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't play well on the road. They're three and six in the conference on the road. Just really bad, bad uh, road record. And, those, and, and they're lucky to have the three. They are because, you know, they came back to beat Minnesota. They came back to beat Michigan. I mean, you know, they could easily be looking at, what, one and eight on the road. And, you know, they, they just don't play. I have a theory about that. I, I just think that, you know, one thing Woodson did when he came there, he took the players one by one, took them to the middle of, of Assembly Hall, and did the the dog and pony show and basically said, this is the greatest place to play in college basketball. And what he has done, he's restored them. They are so difficult to beat at home, but because they've got so many four and five star players, you know, like Shafina hood and, and Jackson Davis, you know, this team needs to have their ego stroke and they need to be told how great they are. And they get that. That's at your home. theory, huh? That's my theory. I thought you were just going to go. You started out with, uh, uh, with uh, Jalen Hutchifino and Trace Jackson Davis, I thought you just needed more hyphenated four or five star oh, well, players. That's, that's I thought that was too. the theory you were going with. They got those two, but, but outside of that, when they play on the road, they don't get that, and that's really tough for them. And you know, they they lay down. This sometimes. is a really roundabout way to just, for you just to tell me that you don't think they're mentally tough. Well, that's absolutely true. But you know, and and you know, I, I think this crowd is going to be so important for the Boilermakers to get off to a good start and to. Uh, to really, to really, uh, you know, I could see Purdue running IU out of the gym Saturday night if the Boilermakers play like they're capable of, and uh, you don't see that toughness out of IU. This game is going to be decided, Jeff, and I think in the first twelve minutes. It could be, and and let me tell you why here. They are going to pressure the guards like they did down at Assembly Hall. Here is the issue with that: you're in Mackey. So now you would assume that you're going to get calls for the home team, correct? Yep. So that's the thing. The problem for Indiana is, and what they've been exposed is, first off, they're terrible at the at defending the three spot. They just do not have that third guard. It's not there. And furthermore, when you take Jalen Hochefino off the court and you got to put in C.J. Gunn or whoever, they're not good. No, their bench has been They're, they're very bad bench. It's been really so, bad. Really, for me, if they're going to press coming up the court here, it now becomes a question of how long can they sustain that without getting into foul trouble. That is going to be the big thing for them, I think, on Saturday. And and I would not be surprised to see uh, Shafino get an early foul and then them back off of that. They may be forced to do that. Where Purdue struggles in the half court is where you speed them up. When you speed the guards up and you speed up the offense and you disrupt the sets from where they want to run into or or at least delay the sets, you're winning in that aspect right there against Purdue. But now all of a sudden if you can let them just walk right up the court with the basketball, that takes away a lot of what you want to do. So they're very thin at that guard position and especially without Xavier Jones. Maybe Xavier comes I He's not. He's not. I, I don't think so. But I saw somebody tweet out, you know, are they, do they really want him back right now? I'm like, wow, well, absolutely. You need that depth there. They are very thin at that spot. They're hanging by a thread at that spot. And for as much as made as about, you know, Purdue's young guards and everything and, and, and how, you know, they are, they, they don't have that depth of guard. Boy, Indiana doesn't really have the room to talk about it. Yeah, you know, and another big thing is, I mean, if you go back to the last game, 
Zach Eady absolutely dominated the second half. The first half, he was in foul trouble, had two fouls, had to play hesitant. And, you know, the second half, he dominated scoring points, and he shut down Jackson Davis. Size bothers Jackson Davis. And, you know, for Zach just needs to stay down low. You know, I, I'd like to see him stay away from the, the top of the key type of thing where he has to come back and recover, and he just needs to be a, a, a rim protector because, you know, Davis has trouble with that, and I really think Zach, Zach E is going to have a huge game here, especially if Davis picks up a foul or two. I mean, they got nobody else on that team. You know, you know they had um, – it, it, it could easily spiral away here. Could, I, that's could, why I said yes. the first 12 minutes, depending on if there's any foul trouble for anybody, is going to determine what is going to happen in that game. Uh, once you get down to that, uh, what is that, the third media timeout or so, you know, that's usually where you're getting a lot of your starters out to get the rest. Uh, I think we'll know at that point. We'll see what you know what's what with everybody, and, and I think that's going to dictate the play. Game, they had the big center Durr, who was uh, one and done from what from Florida, Central Florida, somewhere like that. They have nobody in their bench that can even match up because once you get by Davis, there's no size on that basketball team. So, like I said, I, I think Mackey is the, the the fans will be as important, if not more important. I think <laughs> uh, factor for anything. Coming in there, they've got to ride the officials the entire way. You just have to. That's your home court advantage, and uh, you gotta you gotta let them know. You just have to let them know all game here. And uh, if you can get on the right side of that boy, this thing could get out of control really, really quick. Uh, with uh, you know, with the uh, Hoosiers not having the depth where they need to, so I, I really feel like that's a they're they're hanging by a thread here. They're doing well. I'm not discounting how good Trace Jackson Davis is. I will tell you that I, I think Jalen hood Shavino is uh, is the freshman of the year of the conference, if not at least the second best freshman in the conference. I not I, I love Brayden Smith. I I really do. It's a very close race, but I, right now I'd probably go sensible. I mean, Ohio State. He's just been phenomenal. I can't give it. You watch these guys play. I know, but he averages 20 points a game, and that's pretty impressive for a freshman. Well, you know, you can average 20 points a game on a really bad team that doesn't have anybody else that can score a basketball. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. I, I like Bryce Sunsabaugh. You, you've heard me talk about it on the show all the time. I like him. Uh, I don't understand how they're that bad. I, I just, I really don't. Yeah, I know uh, uh, Shrewsbury last night said that uh, Holtman's a great coach. Get out of my face with, with all that. The guy can coach. But at the same time, I'm just, I'm looking around to that squad going, what's he doing? Well, yeah. What's going on here? Because these guys are just, I know they lost Zed Key, but... What's that key average, like 8, 10 points a game maybe? Well, it goes to show you what Matt Painter's been able to do. You know, High State was a bunch of transfers and a freshman superstar, and you can't just throw a team together and hope that it, it performs well. Matt knows it needs to be a homegrown team, and that's what he's done. You know, we got one transfer, and that was because we had an open scholarship, and you get David Jenkins coming in, but Matt does it the right way. Yes, and he brings the right guys into the locker room and uh, guys that want to be at Purdue, guys who want to play uh, like this team does, and uh, guys that are responsible off of the courts, you know, can't always, don't always know what everybody's doing outside of the basketball arena, right? But yep. uh, at least you can trust these guys, I think. That's that's my thing. All right, we're going to take a little break. Alan Carpenter's going to come up next, goldenblack.com. We'll get his takes here. That's coming up next. You're listening to the Boiler Basketball Show here on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Welcome back. It is the Boiler Basketball Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. I'm Jared Justelatis. That's Jeff Julek over there. And to the Blue Fox Heating, Cooling, Hammerhead Hotline we go. And uh, we bring in our very good friend, Alan Karpik from goldandblack.com, a must-read resource for every Purdue fan, whether you're a basketball fan, football fan, you just love Purdue. 
uh, you got to get a subscription here. It's just great stuff. Um, there's so much going on with Purdue Athletics right now, and Alan and his team do a great job of uh, covering here, too. Al, before we get started and everything here, too, uh, I have more people this week ask me if I've heard how uh, Brian Newbert is doing. I know on your staff there. Um, uh, how has he been? Have you uh, checked in with him lately? I know I, I've seen him post a few things here and there, but how's he doing? Yeah, you know he's uh, he is convalescing, and uh, there aren't many guys in the world that would have a that have that type of surgery and post videos uh, five or six days after. It's it's a it's a process and a road ahead for him. But uh, Brian is one thing is Brian if Brian is one thing he's a tough minded guy, and uh, and uh, I'm hearing from him daily, so that's that that part's good. But uh, you know it's not a not an easy thing by any stretch, but he's doing the doing all he can and uh, under good medical care, and that's a good thing. That's what we love to hear here, Alan. All right, let's get into uh, big news after last night. You know, Northwestern looked like they had that thing well in hand in the first half. I'm not a big fan of the Illini offense because it uh, uh, it just it seems like it's an ISO and somebody drive and, and do it. But when it wants to work, it does work. It just doesn't want to work very often. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> But it did work last night and puts Purdue in a uh, nice situation here. Uh, with the trophy in the building in Mackey on Saturday night, you win it and uh, you got at least a share of the title. Number twenty-five is on the line on Saturday against your rival, Alan. You can't script this any better. No, you can't. A history, a chance for history to repeat itself from six years ago, February twenty-eighth, twenty seventeen. Of course, Purdue beat an Indiana team, and not as good an Indiana team as Purdue's going to see this Saturday night. But uh, Vincent Edwards, Dakota Mathias, and company got a chance to hoist the trophy in Mackey Arena uh, when it claimed its 23rd Big Ten championship. Well, Saturday night, if Purdue can get the job done, it will be its 25th. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, when you think about uh, tickets going for about $1,000 in the lower arena, uh, it's going to be an amazing environment. It'll be one of the great nights in, in the history of the building, to be honest. They, you know, this building's been open, what, for 56 years, and there aren't going to be – this will be on the Mount Rushmore, at least in terms of anticipation and if the Boilermakers can get the job done because Purdue's got revenge on its mind, uh, obviously, with the loss 20, 20 days ago, but who's counting? Uh, Purdue will be ready for Indiana, and I expect Indiana to be ready for Purdue. And, Alan, I saw you said this is the first Saturday night game in this uh, history of Mackey Arena playing IU. Is that true? I, I, You know, I'm waiting for someone like you to tell me I'm wrong because I said if in case I, I wrote in case I'm wrong, I believe that's true, that that wow. is the first primetime Saturday night game. Now, obviously, they've played Thursday night games. They've played Saturday afternoon games. They've been on national TV. But uh, I cannot find, and I've been to almost all of them. I haven't been to. They, this will be the uh, this will be the fiftieth game between Purdue and Indiana in Mackey Arena uh, come Saturday night. And I am I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Uh, this will be the first primetime Saturday night game, and you know it's just um, you, you, like you guys said, you can't script it any better than this. And that's what the excitement of this is all about. And this is why you, know, you follow a basketball season. You have a chance to beat your rival. Uh, and, I, and it will not be an easy game, I don't think. But it will be a, a game that Purdue's going to be, a, I think, a seven- or eight-point favorite in when the line comes out. And uh, the Boilermakers have a great chance to, to, do, to make history on Saturday night. And, Al, you remember many, many years ago when the Boilermakers football team played up at Wisconsin with the great Joe Tiller. 
think it was a night that Drew Brees threw 83 passes. Yeah. And Joe made the famous comment that, uh, that uh, you know, the brats at Wisconsin are so good and you cannot have a brat without a beer. And his comment was that there was a lot of brats eaten by game time. Do you, do you think there'll be a lot of brats eaten by game time uh, come uh, Saturday night for this crowd? <laughs> well, good guy, you know, Joe Teller, Teller, rest his soul, couldn't imagine that beer would be, I can't imagine still, even though I'm. it's all good. It would have sped uh, up that retirement a little bit faster, I bet, huh? We would have lost well, a couple of seasons. But beer in <laughs> Mac, Mac Arena, I never thought I'd see the, see the day for that. You know, one thing I will say, and, you know, we've had a lot of talk about the, the crowds and fan ba- or student fan bases, and, and I think uh, Mackey Arena, yes, it'll be a prime environment. I'm sure there'll be some brats being consumed. Uh, that I get. But I will say that the Purdue uh, the, the paint crew, even though there's always a lot of vitriol when Indiana comes in the building, it seems to handle itself pretty well. I heard some kind of – Bad stories about how Maryland, uh, the Purdue experience with Maryland was. Uh, you know, I, I hope that uh, it can be as positive an experience as you can have for when Purdue and Indiana get together. I just said so better. But yeah, there'll be brats consumed. You're correct. <laughs> well, on that. well as, as Collins puts it up there at Northwestern, uh, if, if only, you know, somebody like Matt Painter would have the power to, uh, to, to keep a fan group like that in line or to say something. But tragically, uh, there's no microphone anywhere near the benches or anything like that. They'll never be able to do that. So I guess we'll just have to rely on the uh, the, the well-being of the students here. We're talking with Alan Carpick on Golden Black uh, from GoldenBlack.com here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Let's talk a little bit about that crowd, Alan, because you go back to Sunday's game and you felt like two weeks worth of frustration with the officials just came out. Especially early on, you had your guards getting bumped a lot coming up there on the first couple of possessions. There's the turnovers. And there's the booze, and all of a sudden, here come the calls for Purdue, and it just seemed like, uh, boy, they let out a lot of fresh. I think the fans did almost more to win that game on Sunday than Purdue did. Well, I, I do think that that's, you know, it's been a storyline, certainly, not only Zach Eady and the scratches and dings on his arm, but also what's going on in the backcourt. But I, I also think that, and Matt Painter said this this week as well, that uh, that's all well and good, and there's been some concern. Matt Painter's expressed his concern. Uh, I, I think you're going to have to get used to it. In Fletcher Lawyer, it's really all targeted. A lot of it's targeted at him right now in terms of can he can he withstand the physical play in the league. Uh, he's got to got to make do in that situation because he's a freshman in this league, not going to get those kind of calls typically. And uh, he better and, and, and he's been a terrific player. Don't get me wrong, uh, he, he has been uh, uh, unbelievable just about all season long, but. Those calls aren't coming, so you're going to have to be you're going to have to be able to to withstand that. And that'll be a storyline tomorrow night because Jalen Hood Shafino is a is a physical guard. Uh, Indiana has some physical, you know, is, it can be physical on the perimeter to some extent, uh, and that and that that is part of the formula to play against Purdue without question. I mean, you're you're going to want to force those freshmen as good as they've been to beat you and. Uh, I think that that's uh, going to be a storyline not only this tonight, you know, tomorrow night, but also uh, the last two games of the regular season and throughout the Big Ten tournament. Maybe it'll change a little bit come NCAA tournament time, but uh, coaches know that uh, when you have to deal with a guy like Zach Eady, you better find a way, uh, another way to beat Purdue, and uh, that's what they've done. And uh, I think you're going to see more of that for the rest of the season. And, Alan, can we put to bed this silly debate about the Big Ten Player of the Year? I mean, you know, I, I know Davis has had a good year, but, I mean, 
they lose tomorrow night. They fall to ten and eight. And they still have two. two I thought tough I, games. I thought I did in this conversation yesterday. I know you did. I know you did. But anyway, show, but, I right. mean, you know, you just don't give the Big Ten Player of the Year to a team who may finish eleventh in the conference. I mean, I you could still finish eleventh in the conference. And meantime, Zach Eady's done everything expected out of him. He's led his team, you know, to, to a national number one team several weeks this season. I mean, he's definitely the Big Ten Player of the Year and the National Player of the Year. Yeah, I, I I think so, and 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 the reason too is what you said is is the difference between now. Let's let's you know if Jackson Davis goes for forty tomorrow night and and Indiana wins, there may open up that discussion to some extent. And, and Trace Jackson Davis has had an unbelievable year. Uh, there's make no mistake about that. Uh, and I do really believe that uh, you know he's deserving. In a lot of years, he'd have a chance to win it, but. You know, there's been some talk also, guys, about, you know, about, well, Jackson Davis really has played better in the Big Ten season, so therefore he should win Big Ten Player of the Year. Mm. And, of course, Zach Eady's been the, been the whole year. I, I don't I – think, I think it's worthy of conversation, but at the end of the day, uh, Zach Eady is, has been worthy on both fronts. And, yeah, you want to – if you're Purdue, you want to take care of business, but you're right. This is a team that should, should – win the Big Ten Conference going away by, you know, a couple of games. And that uh, uh, that should dispel a disparity between uh, Trace Jackson Davis and, of course, the great play of Zach Eaton. Again, Jackson Davis has been great, but look at the head-to-head in the first game. Uh, again, uh, Zach Eady really had a better game than Trace Jackson. 33 and 18. He went over how many times? Back. It the is the basketball show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com with Jared Jesselinus, Jeff Julek over there, and back over the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline we go. Nate Barrett, the man with his finger on the pulse of Boilermaker Nation, is going to join us. The man that. And that's uh, a strong pause today. And, and you know, I was on uh, Twitter here this uh, this morning and I was reading stuff from last night. I had no idea that he wants Jip Mike Allstott out of a sales commission for selling Clayton Richard uh, a Jeep. And uh, Clayton says you should give him the sales commission because that was the whole reason why he bought it. Apparently, <laughs> Nate just chipped him out of it. I can't believe you do that to Allstott, buddy. Uh, apparently, I'm not on Twitter enough. So. <laughs> like, but but here's what I know is that I'm seeing more Clayton Richard stuff uh, now that Jared, you know, is egging him on. So I, I gotta <laughs> I gotta start reading more. He'd never do that. Come on, I gotta start reading more about what Jared's tagging me and posting me. What? And, you know? They had that great uh, Florida Atlantic. Uh, hype video with all the your Seinfeld guy and they put all the Seinfeld clips in there and I thought this this thing is fantastic. I'm like this, Nate's gonna love this thing here. I gotta check. I gotta like you're dominating my life, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I have nothing to do with uh, tomorrow night, and uh, it's going to be a special one here with the trophy on the line. Number 25 on the line here, Nate, against your rivals, uh, sold out Mackey Arena. I just, I don't know how you're going to be able to go to that game and not come home without, like, you know, hearing damage. Uh, it's just, <laughs> if you are the official ear care provider of Purdue, let me tell you, you're making your money's worth this weekend. Yeah, you might want to pack some, uh, some earplugs for that one. Uh, you know, it's what a what a thrill for our fans uh, because you know it's been it's been some time since uh, the heydays that we've all covered uh, over the years on this show talking about the Katie Knight era and, and you know you had a big game in 2017 that, that Caleb Swanigan team where the Boilers were able to meet IU and clinch it at home but now you've been thanks to your friends at uh, Illinois last night in a in a late one where I I had totally written the Illini off and. 
they come back and, and get it done and, and put you in a, a position to do something really special on Saturday night. As if the game wasn't big enough, it just got even bigger. And uh, FS1 was really doing a lot of promotion on it last night. So, uh, you know, this is what Purdue's worked for, put themselves in this position. Uh, thank goodness they got uh, that win over Ohio State, and then they got some time off this week. Uh, so I, I don't think you could ask for for anything more. Now Indiana should be hooked up and ready after coming off that loss to Michigan State. But um, you know you can't. What more can you ask for, guys, than to to have your arch rival that you owe one from earlier in the season uh, finding you on your home floor with a chance to uh, clinch share of the Big Ten title. And Coach Painter goes for his fourth Big Ten title, and of course he won a Big Ten tournament title as well. I mean. That's pretty impressive in, in 18 years to uh, have that many titles. There's no doubt, and in uh, <laughs> not without you know a lot of work on Matt and his staff's part over the years to be at this point, and you know and he endured that period where you know, a couple tough seasons and they got back rolling again. And Rayfield Davis was a big part of that, and and uh, you know Matt since that that Rayfield Davis team that they have just done a ro- lot of really good things, and uh, you know then uh, it's interesting how. You know, Robbie and, uh, you know, Etwan and Juwan all progressed in their own ways and, and kind of building Matt's legacy the way, you know, Jeans was built uh, through a lot of great names and great players. But uh, we're reaching that point now where, you know, Matt is in that top five Big Ten coaches of all time and those wins keep racking up and put the put the titles with it. And then, of course, uh, you know, fans can't help but project forward to, you know, now you're seeing all the time on Jared's beloved Twitter where mm-hmm. where are the bracketologists putting you, you know, where are you going to end up and, and hoping for the right draw to, to put Purdue in a, in a good position to make a, a deep run here in the tournament. So it's all, as we said a few weeks ago, despite those tough uh, two losses in a row, it's all very much in front of Purdue. And at this stage in the season, guys, in late February, what more can you ask for? And, Nate, it seems like we've beaten that fan expectation. You know, we always talk about Purdue fans kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop, right? It's never as good as it, as you think it is and, and something's going to happen. But, holy smokes, this team has just defied all of that uh, all of that logic right there. And they just they, they find ways to power through it. You, you look at the record, and you know, we always say this. You go back to August and tell them that, you know, hey, listen, you're going to be playing Indiana on a Saturday uh, and uh, getting yourself a Big Ten number 25, you'd sign up for it. You, you wouldn't care what would have happened. Uh, but, you know, you stack those two road losses back-to-back, and I thought some people maybe thought that the world was coming down, but it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, no one, nobody does sky is falling better than Purdue fans. <laughs> uh, we're, we're practiced masters at that, at that art over the years. But, you know, I, I was going to tell you guys that, we do these uh, chalk talk uh, pregame uh, discussions in the uh, in the with the premium seat holders at Mackey before a few of the home games. And our last guest of the year is always Elliot Bloom, the director of basketball operations. And you know, Elliot talked uh, with our crowd last week about the difference in last year's team with the number one ranking versus this year's team, not just for the players, but for them as a staff. And it's kind of a cool evolution because I think if if there's a you know a full honesty there that was quite a an odd thing Purdue basketball in all of its history never been number one last year and then of course they go out and get beat by Rutgers and and all the the pressure that came with with feeling that number one uh, position this year I think they felt a lot more loose about it uh, a lot less pressure packed about it 
and accepted it, if you will, a, a lot better as a program. And so how do you transition to where the Dukes and the North Carolinas and the Kansases have been or the Kentuckys where you where you're comfortable uh, as a program with that number one, you know, bullseye on your back, if you will. And I think that is the exciting part for Purdue fans is that is this program, you know, reaching a point where uh, with continued effort that, that you can expect to be a top 10 program many years. And so that possibility, I think, is the next mental and emotional hurdle for Purdue fans of what if this is real and what if we're we're going to be one of those legit top 10 programs uh, many years to come. That would be a, a fun era, as I told you guys in earlier shows. Like, you got to accept that maybe these are the golden years right now and you need to just enjoy it. And I tell you what, Nate, if this team can, uh, you know, come out and, and be number one again next year and the year after, boy, that really sets a trend that uh, helps your program in so many different ways, but also puts you, you know, in talk of college basketball, which is Purdue has been a big part of this year. But uh, well, we'll go back to all those programs that Nate just rattled off too, Jeff. And there's a difference between Purdue and a lot of those programs. Uh, Purdue doesn't have uh, a lot of the, uh, the the rumors, the theoretical sanctions for how they go about doing their things. I mean, Matt Painter is not only winning, but he's doing it the right way on top of that. I mean, and a lot of folks didn't think that that would be possible to be able to do, Nate. What leagues are you referring to, Jerry? Oh, uh, (laughs) look, I I don't want to call out any, uh, any, uh, uh, you know, anybody in particular, just, you know, just, just, you know, just throwing those out. That's the yes. That's the other fun part of this is they're trying to do it the right way and do it with integrity in a in a in a situation where everyone knows the NCA in many ways has just not met their responsibilities. And so, you know, you're out there trying to do it the right way in many ways on your own. And uh, Purdue fans admire that. And you know, uh, living in West La- recruiting the West Lafayette, we love it. Uh, you know, I'm a townie and and just love it very much, but. But let's face it; it's not uh, it's not Palm Springs or Palm Beach either, and so you know you're you're never going to have you're you're going to always want to get players that want to be here and that are not looking as a you know a stepping stone program to oh if I can do a year or two at Purdue can I get to you know the West Coast or can I get to Florida that they're they they want to be here in West Lafayette be a part of this program for all that it represents and uh, you know Matt has a lot of guys that fit that mold and. And I think we saw, you know, in the past few years that as he gets guys that, that really want to be at Purdue, uh, that special things can happen. And there's a consistency there uh, that we've seen throughout a lot of their play that a lot of schools, you know, have, there's, there's other teams. You know, I, I watched last night, guys, you look at Michigan and, and you just watch them and, and, and you go, how can a team with that much talent, you know, be, be 15 and 12, whatever they are. And, and, uh, and then you look at Ohio State with some of their talent, and, and they've had a losing season. And so it's really uh, it's really awesome to see what Matt and his t- assistants have uh, knit together with these guys. And the egos get checked at the door. I mean, look, take a look at Trey Kaufman, Ren. You know, he has 11 points against Ohio State. He had 24 points earlier in the year. This young man has had limited minutes because he's playing behind the best player in the country. But when he comes in, he gives it his all, and he can score. And, you know, if this young man was playing on another Big Ten team, he'd be, he'd be averaging 10, 15 points a game. Uh, that's right. He's going to be very good. I mean, don't you, the more you see of him, you just go, oh, you can see it. You can see it all out in front of him. And uh, that, that's the cool thing is, is Matt has the depth uh, that they've built in on this team. And then behind that, 
you know, they're getting Berg, some, you know, quality Berg's, you know, we, we don't get to see William Berg, but guess what? He's going up against Zach Eady and Trey Kaufman Ren in practice every day. And that's exciting for the future. I, I get to watch he's got to – I'm on my beloved Twitter machine, Nate, and uh, <laughs> you see him working out with uh, Courtney Moses and uh, her husband at the Shooting Academy, right? And he's working those and looks great in there too. And then you stack on top of that some of the guys coming in, like Colvin, like Ketchings, yeah. uh, and it's just you, – you start to really see that, that path to being able to have that kind of dynasty program that uh, you, you so very much covet as a Purdue fan uh, yeah. that it's uh, knocking on the door there and um, – yeah, it's everybody. Great. Everybody wants to be in that situation. Welcome back to the Boiler Basketball Show on 101.7 The Hammer, 101.7 TheHammer.com. All right, big thank you to Nate Barrett. Big thank you to Alan Karpik. Uh, by the way, I'm Jared Jesselitis. That's uh, Jeff Julik over there. Uh, birthday boy this weekend, by the way, right? Yeah, unfortunately, the big 6-0. Sunday. So, yeah. He's got it. There you go. Wish him a happy birthday. Uh, now's the time, Jeff, uh, where we like to take a look at the Big Ten as a whole and uh, take a look at the week that we have upcoming here. Uh, let's start with the Big Ten standings where Purdue remains on top at 13-4 and four and a chance to clinch at least a share of the title coming up on Saturday. If they are able to beat Indiana, that will do it, and then they could lose the last uh, what uh, two games and still at least be Big Ten champions uh, if they are able to win one of those last two one of the last two games, they will be um, uh, outright champions as well. So. Or if Northwestern loses Maryland on Sunday or home with Penn State or at Rutgers. So they've got uh, three pretty tough games coming up as well. There he goes. Jeff pointed out Northwestern at 11-6, two games back. Uh, then it's the three-game back teams, the 10-7s, and sevens, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, and Michigan, all sitting at 10-7. and seven. Michigan State's at 9-7, and seven, that's three and a half back. And you have Iowa Rutgers at nine and eight. That's four games back. Penn State and Wisconsin at eight and nine. That is five games back. And then you have the teams most likely to be playing day one: Nebraska, Ohio State, and Minnesota. Although Nebraska at seven and ten could theoretically get themselves up there, but I don't. They've been on a roll. I mean, a big win over Maryland the other night. So, well, yeah, you so. got to you got to leapfrog Wisconsin. You got to leapfrog Penn State, which means you've got to win your last three, which is Minnesota at home, Michigan State at home, and at Iowa. I am scared about the at Iowa game for them, but then you well, also you need Penn State and you need Wisconsin to lose out. Your boy Tominaga has been on fire. Oh, madman from Japan. Yeah, Let's for sure. go. He is easily my favorite collegiate basketball player that does not wear the Purdue colors. That's that's Good he's, he's fun to watch. Fun to watch. Let's take a look at the schedule for this week. Uh, there's nothing tonight because well, the Big Ten just thinks you need a night off to prepare for tomorrow. Seven thirty, the big one. Purdue, Indiana. That game on Fox. That game is sold out. I hope you got a ticket, and if you do, I would bring some earplugs because it is going to be something. Gus Johnson and Jimmy Jackson, and it's a blackout in uh, Mackey, so I assume the Boilermakers will be wearing the black uniforms. They are. They've already announced. So that'll be that's fun. I like I like to see that when they wear black and I wear red. It's similar to that UCLA uh, USC where they, they both wear their home. Unless their you're not gonna, unless you're gonna put the old gold uniforms on, uh, yeah, you, know, you know, do that instead. Uh, there are some warm up games at noon. It's Michigan State at Iowa. That's on ESPN. Followed by a three thirty game on the BTN. Minnesota at Nebraska at uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena. There's another victory. Yeah, I like Iowa in that one, and uh, I'll take Nebraska in that one. No problem. There you go. They just put the trifecta together there. Three money lines right there. You probably get paid out like 
maybe like 240 or something like that. <laughs> it's not going to be that much. Uh, let's move to Sunday where Northwestern will head to Maryland. And, uh, again, Purdue fans will be Maryland fans on Sunday uh, to try to uh, keep that title all to themselves. Uh, also at 12 on CBS, you got Illinois will go into Value City Arena. Is and there a that's on the Buckeye Sports Network. Uh, four weeks in a row they put a high state on primetime game at noon and 1 o'clock. I mean, boy, I tell you, bad decision by CBS to do that. Uh, beard stroke game for me here, Wisconsin at Michigan at 2 o'clock. You're just talking about how good uh, that Michigan is playing right now. Wisconsin with great defense. It's at Michigan. I I just I don't like Michigan. I don't think that I they're— I think they win that. I, uh, probably, because it's at Chrysler. Yep. Uh, I'll probably give it to him. Penn State will host Rutgers. That'll be a, a fun game right there. Yep. Well, Rutgers has really just tailed off yeah, here, haven't they, have. they, down the stretch? They have. They looked uh, absolutely unstoppable there for a long time, especially Jersey Mike's. They've lost four of their last five, Jeff. Yeah, they have. Yeah, including a home loss to Nebraska and home loss to Michigan. It's uh, they're, they're supposed to be better than that, and right now they are not. That takes us over to uh, uh, Monday where we get the night off because we just can't have nice things on a Monday. Gets us a Tuesday where Iowa will go to Indiana and the Hoosiers will be darn lucky to not have to go to Carver-Hawkeye for that one. And uh, IU at home, it's hard to bet against. Yeah, yeah, Iowa on the road is terrible. I told you twice this week, Iowa on the road is terrible. Iowa had a a big victory against Indiana out there, so I'm sure the Hoosiers will be looking for revenge on that one. Trying to avoid uh, playing on that first day of the Big Ten tournament, Jeff pointed out there, too. Michigan State will travel to Nebraska, and that's a game where I'm like, boy, I don't know if I want any of that smoke in that one there. I tell you what, if if Nebraska wins that one, they are definitely out of that Wednesday. They uh, play good defense. They'll play good defense. Gets us out to uh, Wednesday. Maryland takes on Ohio State in Value City Arena. Penn State against Northwestern, 9 o'clock on BTN. That'll be a fun and, game. Yeah, that's all Northwestern. Well, I don't know. I mean, Penn State can hit the threes, and that's, that's how you Yeah, but Northwestern's so, so good at guarding the perimeter. Their guard play and stuff, they can slow that guy into stuff. Down. I think Jalen Pickett can have himself a, another pretty good game yep, there absolutely. in that He's one been fantastic uh, with that matchup. But uh, other, other than that, I don't think so. And then Purdue gets themselves uh, a lot of rest, which I absolutely love. Uh, again next week. They don't play again until Thursday when they go up to Wisconsin. That one should be a win, although a couple of seven-footers doing battle, which will uh, be fun. Yeah, that'll be interesting because, you know, revenge is going to be on Purdue's mind after losing two games to those folks last year and cost them a Big Ten title. And, uh, you know, Wisconsin has just not been a good, good team at home this year. They've lost three of their last four home games. Yeah, Purdue will grind it out, though. I got I got faith of them at Wisconsin. Michigan heads to Illinois at 7 o'clock. Rutgers at Minnesota is also happening on your TV screens ahead of the FS1 matchup uh, for Purdue and Wisconsin. So there you go. That is the week in uh, the Big Ten. And a great week it's going to be because next week we're going to be back here at uh, the same time, 4 o'clock on your Friday, and uh, we'll be talking about 25. It's happening. Jeff, oh, it's happening. We're I got all the faith in the late world. Saturday night. I've already seen the script. As the kids say, I know how this goes. We're winning this thing. And uh, we're winning it outright. And we'll be talking about it again back here next week with our friends Alan Karpik and Nate Barrett. We want to thank you guys for listening. Another amazing Boiler Basketball show here on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. We'll see you next week.